0: Delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast, a special Zoom episode coming at you from OKC, Oklahoma. Okie dokie. Oh Sooner State joined on Zoom slash riverside by Randy Angston. What's up, man? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Well, hey, Appreciate you. Yeah, good I've been listening to some of the episodes you and Zach have been doing. They're actually <laughs> guys actually sound kind of smart. Maybe I'll retire. You know,
1: I think we've uh, we've got a couple
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we've got a couple of
1: things uh, figured out, but uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. Obviously, uh, you know, the three of us can we really enjoy the the concept or the content we talk about. So, it's uh, it's easy to get carried away and, and go yeah. down the rabbit hole sometimes. So we've had a couple of those, and uh, they're good. They're good. But uh, you know, we've got another good good one for them today. More uh, more big growth of the gym.
0: Yeah, big stuff. I mean, I was listening to one of the episodes you guys were, like, saying that Tim lets us make decisions. and I, it, it makes him a good leader and also a bad leader. I was like, wait a minute. What are you guys talking Duel, about? Those words did not come out of my mouth at all, yeah. if Zach I remember said correctly. That. <laughs> no, said yeah. that. It's all good. No. It made sense after he explained <laughs> it, but, uh, I yeah. won't dock his pay today What if he keeps that up. <laughs> Just kidding. Um <laughs> Real quick announcement, everybody. We have the Business Accelerator Program. This is our eight-week program that we used to run as a kind of a group scenario, and we would do a lot more calls and a lot more stuff, but we would charge a lot more. We used to charge 14 k for this program. Uh, recently, put all the videos into a membership learning portal, kind of boiled it down to the best of the best we reduced the price to sixty-five hundred bucks and we are taking clients on like crazy this is uh appears to be a good price point a lot of people are getting a lot of value out of this you still get calls you still get calls with me as well as a couple other check-in calls call with randy um you know who is this for this is for the gym owner a few a few different scenarios the gym like right now we're working with a couple clients that are switching to semi-private. They see the light, they're not quite sure how to do it, they wanna get their pricing right, their equipment layout right, the, the programming right, uh, and do it right from the start, right? Um, you know, These are large group training facilities, and we also work with, with private training facilities going the other way. Uh, we're taking gyms from independent trainers to employee training. There's a bunch of different scenarios that this would work for. But at the end of the day, the, the business accelerator builds systems and operations in your business so that you can remove yourself from the operations if you want to, and that's the point of it, right? Because we work too damn hard, one for little money, and two to be struggling and strapped to the business with a ball and chain. Get the business accelerator, and you can free yourself from that. So that's that's kind of the goal of the accelerator. How do they get? How do they get started with that, Randy?
1: Um, so you can obviously reach out to me, winning slash call. Uh, you have a, you can just grab a call right there from the, for the business accelerator. We've got obviously a couple other options as far as the things that we have, the CLA and iron circle, if those are fit, but, um, winning slim, winning slash call. We'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation. We'll go over your facility, the changes you're looking to make, what you think and desire from your business. And then we'll paint a picture of what it could look like with the accelerator, you know, helping you get there. And, uh, We'll decide together if it's right for you. Uh, no pressure. You know, we're not a hard sales company. At the end of the day, you turn around, it's me, Tim, and Zach. They're going to be taking you to the finish line. So uh, you can guarantee that the things we talk about on the, on the call are going to be pretty true because the next day we get to go do them together. So uh, <laughs> look forward to those calls, though, obviously, guys. That's that's why we're in this seat, and that's why we do the show, is to help you guys win, not just your gyms, but you as the owners. And so pick up a, call, pick up a phone. Let's have a chat.
0: Let's do it. All right guys, this episode's pretty interesting. It's a little different than some of our other episodes. I was talking to Randy before the show kicked off and I was like, you know, what are the few handful of things that I would keep or change in my gym or made sure that that I had in my gym to make sure or almost slash guarantee success? We work with so many models in so many different states and areas, different countries, price points, From big box to small box and and everything in between, and there's only a few things that get make people successful. And I want to talk about like the handful of those things today. That if you don't have these things, you should probably move quickly to get these things uh, if you can. Uh, Because there's some of these you can't really get unless you've made that choice early on, Uh, and that's that's where we'll start. We'll start with the location, right? I I Mm -hmm. was thinking does it make more sense or would I rather have a large footprint, let's just call it six, 7,000 square feet for, I don't know, we'll just put the rent at the same, let's we'll just say a $5,000 a month rent for 6,000 feet in a warehouse, hard to find, cheap rent location, or would I rather do a small footprint like 1,500 square feet for the same five, 6,000 dollars, in a busy shopping center. So the, the trade off is would I rather have a a busy location with a, with a tiny footprint like 1500 or would I rather be able to spread out train my clients all over the gym 6 7000 square feet for the same price. What you know which one would I rather do but the but the warehouse is like hidden. Okay. And so the question is which one's better. And if you were to ask crossfitters I don't know 10 years ago Hundred percent of them would go to the warehouse. That was the model. It was get you know get the cheapest rent. People you know will, people will find you. It's kind of a cultish thing, and a following is going to happen. and And that's where a lot of them went. And and I bet today that many of them regret that decision. They got locked into these long term leases, and nobody can find them. And so my you know the answer I would give is I would much rather have a location than square footage, uh, period. Because location, um, you're getting free traffic, right? You're getting free marketing 24-7 if you're in a scene, highly visible center with a lot of foot traffic, people just walking. And when was the last time somebody just walked, popped their head into your gym? Yeah. That, that alone yeah. will tell you if you're in a busy place or, or not, right? And so my, my well, first yeah. thing would be, Location. location, to me, is the number one driver for success, number one. And you hit it You hit it when you said,
1: um, you know, are they walking in? Because ultimately, left or right, you're going to have to acquire clients. And that's the difference, right? Would you rather do it by spending money and having to market to draw and raise awareness to your warehouse? Or would you rather not have to necessarily do that work or spend that money in, let's say, a clear marketing pillar, right, where it's understanding that it's a marketing play, getting new business in, would you rather position yourself in, you know, a storefront or right up front where just your location is, you know, handling some of that marketing, those marketing needs for you. Um, To your point, I think that it, at the end of the day, the work is going to be, you know, it's going to happen left or right. The expense is going to be paid one way or the other. The big difference though is like you, there is a, 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 a perk of being there, right? You are always constantly getting some of that, Walk-in traffic, exposure. I mean, hell, even as visible as your facility is, all the time. I mean, we we here ten, twelve years. I've been here. I've never, never even knew you guys were here, right? And it's so. Imagine not having that kind of visibility and still, you know, hoping, hoping, and wishing that people were going to come find you and come walk through your door. Mm-hmm. Hell no. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I would much rather. Spend a little bit of money on the, the rent side of things and position yourself in front of people.
0: Or or sacrifice the square footage for the cost. So it's like, Correct. yeah, you can get a smaller footprint. And you know, I think we've learned a lot over the years. Bigger is not better when it comes to square footage. It's just extra overhead. Uh, I think the funniest story was when we were during our, during our construction phase, when we actually did phase one, phase two, we cut the gym in half. I looked around one day and we were operating in maybe 1500 square feet of usable space doing the same volume that we do in, you know, 8000 square feet and I was like, wow, this really stings because uh we don't need all this other space to do the job. Now it's nice to have and there's nothing we can do. We already signed the lease like we're we're going to use it, but like hindsight probably don't need 8000. I think you can get away with 1,500 to 3,000 square feet for a nice semi-private training gym. I think that is the sweet spot. Um, It's not all about the size of the square footage. Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? So that kind of brings us into the next thing. Like, what is the next thing I would absolutely have to have to be successful? And that's semi-private training. Like our flag's in the ground, it doesn't get any deeper. Mm -hmm. We've got pillars like casings, uh, you know, 40 feet deep in the ground, full of concrete with a flag (laughs) on top. This is the model. We've we've dissected large group in 101. We've dissected class-based and private training and everything in between. And semi-private by far, is the biggest opportunity for leverage and wealth. Like you're going to, you can generate the most revenue per hour and leverage uh, and and still pay your coaches a decent salary across the board to service that. And it's a win for the clients. The clients get a better price point uh, than say a one-on-one training and they get the kind of the camaraderie that comes with a large group training session, even though it's only maybe six clients in there. If you have two, maybe two sessions of six going on, that's like look. When we when we took a look at the industry report, the average attendance of a large group training, like globally, was was under six clients anyway. So like technically, even though you have capacity for twenty five, you're really the average is six because you got those zero classes and you have a ten class and a fifteen class. It all averages out. Six to one semi-private <laughs> training really good price. The, the other half of that semi-private training thing that's needed is a price point that's healthy. And what I mean by healthy, it, I'm you know, throw numbers around, but like if you're catching 350 to 650 a month somewhere in there, that, hey, look, you only need 150 clients at $129 a month or a week to be able to hit a million bucks. Hey, I think we can all figure out how to get 150 clients in the door.
1: Yeah, that, that's doable in that. To your point, in that smaller footprint, right? You don't. You you could still pull that off. You mentioned with your. Uh, you said the revenue per hour, right? When it came to the model or the actual service and the deliverable, your first. The first thing you brought up is the revenue per square foot, right? And that's that's the difference between where you're at right now and your large footprint. You have the availability of probably you know. I don't want to say doubling it, but if you cut it in half, right, we are essentially putting twice the value in the square footage for the same deliverable. Now, those of you guys listening, if you, you know, if you're pre-gym, if you're considering a move, if you're in a spot and you need to expand, you know, you feel like you need to expand, like that's the value that Tim's bringing to the table with that comment, right? Consider the cost, the revenue per square foot that your business can can operate with. Then from there, revenue per hour. This all of this, these things that we're driving down are logically based, data driven numbers of your business that you can you can actually know. The one the things that Tim's called out that he said could probably do a little different. There's nothing wrong with, but there's an out al- that's that avenue of almost like an ego metric, right? The fun and the beauty of having a big gym, it feels great, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're putting more money in the bank. It doesn't necessarily mean you're taking more money home at the end of the year. The numbers that you dial down to, that's the, that's the difference that can impact your life as a gym owner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, man, I'm here in Oklahoma City, and the first thing I did was find a gym and yeah. got to know the guys there. I've been there f- five days, six days in a row now. And I've, and I've just gone and talked I met the guys and the GM and, you know, he's like, I was telling him what we do and he's sharing his numbers with me. He's got 35,000 square foot things, got pools in there and all kinds of locker rooms and gorgeous place. I mean, I was in there on a Saturday Had a DJ spin in and it was like, (laughs) I mean, it's super cool. It's super cool place. And we got down to numbers. I'm like, yeah, what kind of revenue are you doing? I'm thinking two, three million. The guy's doing, um, you know, under a million a year. He's he, in fact, you know, legacy is doing more revenue than they are. And, and it's just kind of interesting cause it's a different model. They've got independent yeah. trainers and they got, you know, obviously their basic membership, you know, and they had 1600 members, which is healthy, but it's like, you know, what, what would you rather a lot have of bodies. That, that overhead of that 35,000 square? He's got a pool. Like I said, he's got two pools in there. He's got like a, an IV drip thing, a salon. It's like, cool. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, like I'd rather have a small footprint, no frills, training revenue, like a, like a machine going into there, and, you know, and make a million bucks. It's all, it's doable in that model, right? 150 members. It could be done at $129 a week. Think about that, guys. If you're doing yeah. hundred, we, we build weekly now. We like I love the weekly billing. I know that's it comes out to five fifty five a month if we're doing it per month, like four point three three weeks uh, per month times one twenty nine is five fifty five. Okay, can you can you catch five hundred bucks on them? Can you do four ninety nine and maybe do one hundred sixty five members? Could do it. You know what I mean? So think think it through. Like uh, what's what's your model look like now? Hopefully you're not sitting around one hundred thirty nine dollars. a month. Yeah. Right. I'm looking, I'm talking $129 a week. Cool.
1: And that's unfortunately, I mean, obviously the semi-private model And it's going to take us to our next point, right? Semi-private allows, it's a different deliverable. The programming is not the same as a, as a large group model and that's where the justification for the value comes into play. And so
0: we'll talk a little bit about programming, you know, well That's let's talk let's talk about it now. Yeah. The 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 way and the reason that you can charge the price points that we just discussed is because of the programming. What do I mean? Well, good luck trying to charge 500 600 bucks a month when you have a wad on the board. Everybody's doing the same thing and it's like um, there's no customization, there's no personalization, there's no personal training aspect to the workout. It's literally a bootcamp style, CrossFit style workout. Everybody's doing the same thing. When it comes to semi-private training, you have to have custom programming. You just have to. Now, the the catch with that is how do you deliver across six clients custom programming with one coach? Well, you have to have a delivery system. That's 100% of the reason why we created Semi-Private Pro to handle the programming and the delivery of the programming to the clientele. So the coaches can coach better. The clients can see their workouts on the screen. They could see they're different. They could see their name on there. That's all by design, right? We want to make sure that Mrs. Johnson is standing in her station in her rack, and she can look over and see Joe Fitness's workout is not the same as hers is it the same movement patterns absolutely there's only so many movement patterns but the, the actual exercises are different and that means everything and yep. that's that's you know and then not only that between coaches you can deliver a similar experience across hours of the day coaches in the workout like coaches of the of the gym and you know clients of the gym you could swap clients with coaches and they should and can get the same experience between two coaches that's the mcdonald's effect call it, call it what you will and mcdonald's does not make does not make the best hamburger in the world but by god they sell the most hamburgers in the world there's a reason it's just the system it's the it's it's, it's not system. even the system it's the experience that the person the customer gets so Take, take that for what it is if you're looking at your operations and each coach is delivering their own programming that you get allowed them to 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 program and you have no control over this as a gym owner you're in, you're in tr- well you're not in trouble you're just you can't get to where we're asking you to get to by doing it that way you're you're at yep, let's put it, let's be honest you're at risk you're at risk if that coach leaves what what are you going to do
1: and, and that's, that's about, you know that goes back to a lot of our coaching with the accelerator is is brand control is brand down programming brand down experience right um, the our the training trainers and the coaches in the in the business are integrators they're pieces of the the cog they're not the ones that are you know to your point coming up with programming and controlling that and for I, I know for a lot of gym owners that's hard to hear. Because you you feel like you're running it, you feel like you own all that, and you feel like a business owner in that realm. But there's a good you know aspect of that that th- those client those trainers own those clients at least in the client's perception because mm-hmm. they're the ones coming up with it, they're the ones servicing it. All you're doing in the client's eyes is giving a, giving them the uh, the space to do it. So when they move on, so does your clientele. And that, to, to Tim's point, that's where the risk is in is, uh, comes in. It's a dangerous yeah. place to be.
0: Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful. But remember, you are not alone. Yeah. I mean, literally guys, we built the semi-private pro app and this, this is a sales pitch for it because it's, it's this important to protect the gym owner yeah. from exactly that because guess what the, the, the coach can't do. They can't deliver iPads with programming that moves in real time based on scoring that can happen on the fly. Like the, they're gonna to have to spend a lot of money to duplicate what you're doing, and they're just not gonna do it. They're just gonna go train out of a garage somewhere and try to do With a clipboard, your, you know? You said it, in the client's perspective, that programming lives with the gym, not with the yep. coach. And I, that was the separator. That was another big reason we did this. So, um, you know, no no knock on the coach, um, but we need control. We're at risk. We put, we, you know, we signed our names on the dotted line we help gym owners win. I don't know if you caught that in the beginning, right? Like that we talk about, we're not, we're doing that through the, through the vehicle of a gym, but we're trying to help the gym owner win. So by protecting the gym and the clientele, that's helping the gym owner win. So take it, take that, take that to the bank. (laughs) Hopefully. All right. And the last thing, if we've talked about a couple of things, but like the last thing I could not live without is automation. Um, yes. you know, there's, there's a lot of like, I guess options when it comes to, to automation. Um, and I, and again, I've, I've said this on many a podcast, I've said it in the public, I will put our CLA or client lifecycle automation campaign and automation up against any buddy that wants to step up to the plate, any gym automation nurturing software that exists in the market. I'll put it up against it. Uh, And the reason I will put it up against it is because where the competitor's automation typically stops is about 30% of the way into what the CLA will do. So most automation out there will get somebody to book an appointment. Well, that's like a third of what the CLA can do. We have all the outcomes and all the, we basically plug every hole in the, in the, really the thing about this is, is so you can free up time. So Zach even talked about yeah. it in a past episode. It's like the re- he has so much freedom of time because the automation does so much work for him that he could put his feet up and kick back, but he wants to continue to grow. Uh, but essentially if you, if this is you and you're the gym owner nurturing leads and doing all this stuff, this frees up all of your time it literally takes all of the headache of nurturing and rebooking and no shows and all that stuff off of your back and lets the system do the work and so quadrant <clears throat> quadrant b in the cash flow quadrant is the business owns the systems and the systems run the business think like that's the business owner quadrant that you want to get into systems and, and, and the CLA is probably one of the biggest systems we install in most gyms.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and and ultimately, I mean, everything that we're talking about, like we said, it boils down to the same things that we teach in our accelerator. Um, these are the the components. For those of you guys who've been listening to us for some time but you don't know our story, I mean, Tim and I were a lead generation agency when we started helping other gyms. Uh, back in 2015, we started, We when we were running challenges for everybody, we were driving paid leads, converting leads online, and giving a gym owner trials. And we did this for years. And we had an internal conversation one day, and we looked at our, our clients and we looked at our friends in this industry that we were working with. And month over, year over, they're at nearly an identical position, same number of clients that they're, they're uh, in their facilities that they had two, three years before. Not to the fact that we haven't put four or 500 new ones through, but with churn problems and retention rates where they're at, it was a revolving door. Their quality of life as the gym owner, still in the business 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Not no end in sight, no way to to figure out how to do things different. And that's when we stepped back and we looked at Tim's business. What we did with Tim while doing that was also take him out of the day to day a hundred percent out of the operation of you know legacy back then it was pulse, right? but to be able to do that while maintaining and growing to a seven-figure gym was an anomaly. And the systems that we just talked about, the not the numbers that we talked about, when we talk about the delta, when we talk about the math of marketing and making sure your monthly recurring revenues exceeding your base operating split, guys, this isn't this isn't talking out our ass. This is our this is us t- giving you the the exact game plan that we fought for, you know, that we created for Tim that. Or probably not even knowingly. Right. We figured it out for you. And that's what we've built, you know, the coaching things upon as we've exposed and worked with other gyms over the years. But this isn't something that we're over here. Just it's not another whiz bang marketing campaign. Right. These are systems and ways of operating your business that will will force you into being in a better place because there's no other way around it. When you have these components in place, everything comes in, pl- in line and your business operates, like he said, like a well-oiled machine, like a Starbucks, like a McDonald's. If you want that client experience for your clients, there's the path.
0: Yeah, and, and going back to the, the I guess, consistent experience is everything. Um in the e-myth, right? The, the haircut yep. story about the guy that, that went back three times and got a three different experiences and he never came back again. It was not because the haircut was bad. It was because the experience was different every time. And that's what makes human beings go crazy. Like they yep. cannot stand a change And in, in like you guys know, as gym owners, you, you change equipment or pull us something off the schedule or do something that may even be better for the client, you hear about it because it's and clients just can't deal with it. And so look guys, there's a, there's a lot of things that go into this, but like bringing and delivering a consistent experience day in and day out across the board from hour of the day to coach on the floor to equipment in the gym, that is everything. So you can, you can have mediocre trainers and training, but if it's the same freaking experience every time, it's just like McDonald's. They have a shit hamburger, but they're selling (laughs) a crazy amount of hamburgers because it's the experience. So think about that through the lens of your fitness business. Think about the location, think about your pricing structure and the semi-private model. Think about your delivery systems and think about your automation. All of those things I cannot live without. I can live without a lot of other things, but that those things right there are, are everything. If you cut any yeah. of that stuff out of, of my business today, we'd probably lose a lot of revenue. We'd, we'd have to, yeah. we have to rebuild. Right. And so, um, you said, one thing, well. yeah. you said one thing
1: before we kicked off on that topic and you said, these are the components that like, as we were kind of just, you know, planning out how to articulate it. You said, these are the things that, for me matter everything else in my business is fluff is noise and that is exactly how i think most gym owners need to think about it we need to simplify and go down to just a couple of the basics and do that really really well and from there that's when the rest of the stuff at some point might make a little sense right it's the the cherry on the top but right now gym owners are grabbing at straws we're doing high ticket this month we're doing nutrition programs this month we're doing Uh, new kettlebell search this month, taking the whole team to PB, all of these different things. But at the end of the day, the foundation is built on rock. You know what I mean? And so solidify this, guys. Take these things that Tim mentioned today. Make those the four things that you focus on for the next six months. And I promise you, you will be in an entirely different place after that.
0: Yeah. And, and I, you cut out a little bit there. So Nick might have to listen to the audio, but I caught most of that. You said everything else was fluff, kind of cut out a little bit. No, not necessarily fluff. What I'm saying is there's a lot of white noise, like you just said, noise, in the yeah. business, in the, in the market. like It's just noise. You could do some of that stuff, but it's a, it's a come today and go tomorrow type of thing. You know, and I and I'm thinking as a gym owner how stressful that is. As oh my gosh, I've got to come up with a challenge, a summer thing, and you know, a winter thing. Look, I used to do that shit, and I and I relied on it because all of my other things were failing. I had to have that kind of stuff to to backfill revenue and try to get new clients in because. Uh, my business was just, it wasn't where it needed to be on all the foundational stuff. But once we got, once you get the foundational stuff figured out, all that other challenges and all those things that you kind of like have to come up with hooks, that kind of goes away. And and you basically have a, a pretty boring, but successful ass business. That's simple that, you know what you allows me to go for two weeks into Oklahoma city and watch my daughter ride Arabian horses around an arena in the the heat, you know, like that's where I'm at right now, right? It allows me to do that. It's boring business, but it's successful. And I think um, it it would allow a lot of gym owners to relax a little bit and sleep a little bit better at night. So take it for what it's worth, guys. (laughs) That's it for this episode. Uh, Until next show, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.